So I like uh, I did a few classes the other day with some kids, and I made the mistake of telling them that my scientific name is Professor Unicorn. And when I got to the end and was like, "Do you have any questions?" Not a single one of them bitches asked about science. <laughs> However, I got a shit ton of unicorn-related questions. See, I learned this a long time ago, that kids are never going to ask you questions about the things that you're actually there to talk about. Is there a unicorn version of YouTube? <laughs> yes, there is. It's called Unitube. I watch PewDiePie all the time. At which point, these fourth graders are like, We love PewDiePie! I'm like, You shouldn't. <laughs> Although, two of my favorite moments where they go, do you have a YouTube channel? And I go, yes, you're not allowed to watch it. You little shits. You little shits. And then they ask, do you have a sidekick? And I couldn't help it. I went, yes. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> I said, yes, his name is Blake, but he's not a unicorn, he's a human. And they all went, aww. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> you made me even worse. <laughs> A load, a load of BS, that's right, a load of BS, the greatest show in existence, featuring the two best damn men on the planet, I am talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, it's he, the Blake Tanner, whoop whoop, and over there, the picture of health, the greatest man (laughs) in the world. and a bowl of mashed potatoes out of the microwave. That's the funniest shit you've ever said. <laughs> oh, the mashed potato eaten. Oh, God. <laughs> Oven-baked pepperoni chowing. Oh. I'm That's the S, Scotty Moore. Hi, I'm Scotty. I have problems. <laughs> Oh, but and I'm Blake. I'm a broken man. <laughs> I feel literally. <laughs> oh, I feel like I feel like every day I just have the thought of I probably should be in the hospital right now for some <laughs> reason or another. Like uh, the like I just wake up every day just like I don't know if my body should be feeling this way, but I'm sure I can push through it. Let's go. Uh-huh. The only reason that you're actually surviving right now is because you actually used to be so healthy. <laughs> just carrying over. Yeah, my body is just like, you know, he's he's earned this. <laughs> he he uh, drank avocado milkshakes every day for like a year. He really does <laughs> he earned this. It's like, you know how they're like, you know every sliver of bacon takes off three minutes of your lifespan. Yeah. All those avocado milkshakes were like, well, you're going to add on four or five minutes of this. You'll be fine. <laughs> you uh, haven't equaled out yet. Meanwhile, you're the one who's actually been at the doctor. <laughs> I went to the fucking hospital. Yeah, wait, you went to the, it was a hospital shit? I went to, uh, I went to the orthopedic because uh, my shoulder's fucked up. Oh no! Wait, what? So, 
uh, I haven't really actually told you the whole story. Okay. I don't think. No. Um, but a few months ago, this is probably around August, mm-hmm. I was doing my thing, getting my gym on, having a good time, bench pressing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I think today's the day. I'm going to test my max. I'm going to go up. It's gonna, I'm going to do 200. It's going to be balling. It wasn't balling. Um, so I'm like... Hold on. I get my- Firstly, your punk ass got up to 200 on a bench? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yes. How it many reps? Um, well, the first one went A-OK. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I was just going to try to do one. Let's do another. And then I'm like, oh... I can't really get it up. I'm gonna have to. We have to really push. Oh shit, my form and pap. Oh, that was my shoulder. Oh no! And you had already been having shoulder problems, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and no, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have good shoulders. I have hypermobile shoulders. I don't have good shoulders. I don't have bad shoulders. <laughs> I have the shoulders. The shoulders. But um. Those problems was just, like, my shoulder would pop in and out of joint because it's double-jointed and it does that real easy. Yeah, you got... But this was... You got a bad case of the RKO shoulders. The RKO shoulders. But this was... This was different. Yeah. This was... This was when you know you have that split second of realization of, oh, something just is not supposed to be that way, and I felt it pop. Oh, no. I'm like... I was and I was still halfway up. I did not lose the push that I had <laughs> on that fucking rep. I threw like, that bitch to the ceiling. Oh shit! I can re-rack this, and I re-racked that bitch. Yes. I did not do the roll of death. Um. So I'm like, okay, my shoulder's not hurting, but I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to go home I'm and I'm going to ice leave. this bitch down because yeah. I don't know what I did to it. Yeah. The next day. I could barely move my arm. Oh, no. Like, it not was... just at the shoulder joint, like elbow and everything? No, it was just the shoulder. But <laughs> if I moved anything else, the shoulder hurt. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, this is this has killed my range of motion. Mm-hmm. So I basically sat at home all day with an ice pack on my shoulder. Oh, no, buddy. Yeah. So, so what, what was it? Like, did the doctor... Oh, well, after that... It stopped hurting. And I'm like, hey, I can move my shoulder again. No. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a month off. So I took the rest <clears throat> of August and some of September off. Yeah. And then I'm like, let's get this bitch back into uh, hyper gym mode yeah. or something. And I'm like, okay, we're going back. Okay, I can do this. This is normal stuff. This is, oh, my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> my shoulder. Oh. I can't, I can't lift anything with that. That oh, there is no strength. Mm-hmm. Nope. So I found out that there was no strength in my shoulder, and so I went really light. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do home physical therapy. It'll get this bitch back on track. Yeah. And after a couple months of like, all right, I can do these light like body weight type warm up stuffs. Um, and it still popped and cracked, and my shoulder pops. Yeah. Every every time I move it, basically. So I'm like, okay, it's time to go to the orthopedics. And not only just any orthopedic. I'm talking about the Andrews Sports <laughs> Medicine Clinic in Birmingham, motherfucking Alabama. If it's good enough for Finn Balor. It's good enough for Finn Balor. It's good enough for John Cena. It's good enough for Seth freaking Rollins. 
and a, a lot of other sports people. I saw so many signed uh, football jerseys yeah. while I was there. Hold on, like, hold on. I like to think you walked into there like this. Let me just... Yeah! Excuse me, I have an appointment. They're like, okay, baby, sign up over there at the digital kiosk. <laughs> I can't move my arm. Help. The weird thing is, I have complete, like, I can move my arm and do anything fine. I have no problems with my range of motion. I can lift as long as it's with both arms. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt. Unless I just use the one arm, then it hurts. So. Yeah. I'll be pop up in there. They're like, all right, Mr. Tanner, let's take some x-rays. And then the doctor came in and was like, all right, Mr. Tanner, let me move your arm in a lot of ways that are uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Oh, did you feel that pop? No shit, I didn't feel that <laughs> pop. Did you feel that? Yes! Yeah. Oh, your shoulder's fucked up. No shit. <laughs> so so, so, he's, so he's, says he's the medical up. professional. Yo, shit's fucked up, fam. Fucked up. Damn. But no, he's like, all right, I looked at the x-ray, and it looks like you got some fluid built up around your labrum. And if you don't know what a labrum is, mm-hmm. think about how your arm connects to your torso. Yeah. And then that muscle that connects both of them is called your shoulder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then under your shoulder, um, in between your arm and your torso... There's a nice little uh, area of cartilage and stuff that keeps everything nice and cushioned. That's called your labrum. Like your armpit area, almost. Um, it's further up. Like, think about where your oh, um, okay, yeah. Your, I, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling it right now. Yeah, like where uh, where your rotator cuff is, and then just right in the front of the shoulder area. <laughs> there you go. At ah, it popped again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really need to stop moving my arm. So it's like, looks like you've got a labral tear. Uh Now, I can't tell how bad it is from the x-ray, so what we're going to do is get you an MRI. And then we'll be able to figure out if we need to do some physical therapy, or if you need some injections, or if we have to just do some surgery and put your arm back together. (laughs) Guess which one I don't want. (laughs) Um, If you were me, injections, but I like to think. Yeah, I actually... Got an injection. Oh. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so he's like, all right, so we're going to schedule you an MRI. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, MRIs are like, oh, this is a big deal. This is going to take a little while. This gets set up. So I won't be able to do this for like a couple weeks. And then the nurse comes back in. All right, we've got you scheduled for three o'clock. So that's an <laughs> hour away. <laughs> if you want to go walk down the street, eat some McDonald's or Burger King, go on ahead. Oh, wow. Just go downstairs and sign in with the MRI people when you're ready. We want you to maintain your health, so if you could go get some McDonald's for us, that'd be great. Legit. Those are the only two restaurants in walking distance of the hospital. Um, so I bebop down, I grab some food, mm-hmm. and I bebop back up, and I go into the uh, MRI room, and the nicest fucking woman in the world is at the desk. And she's like, okay, Mr. Tanner, I'm gonna need you to do sign some things for me, Mr. Tanner, and, um, alright, could you tell me your birthday? Alright, yeah, this is my birthday. 
Okay, all right, Mr. Tanner, let me get you to sign these things, and could you tell me your birthday again, Mr. Tanner? They really have to be sure that you know when your birthday is, when you're getting an MRI. I just love the Mr. Tanner. Hello, Mr. Tanner. She was so... She called me Mr. Tanner, and I felt like an important person. She was the nicest. She was like, all right, you call me Miss Maria, I'm going to get you settled. Oh, Miss Maria. God bless you, Miss Maria. Mm -hmm. So... I sign all the paperwork, which is just a bunch of stuff saying, you don't have any metal in your body because we're about to put you in a giant fucking magnet. And if you have metal in your body, you're going to die. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> it's going to rip that shit out of your body and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. No metal, right? As far as I know. <laughs> um, that, so that was my first cause of paranoia. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, now it's time. We're going to get you over here, and we're going to inject you with the dye. Mm-hmm. So it's like this dye that reacts to the uh, MRI scan, which, once again, giant fucking magnet. Yeah. Uh, and then the doctor comes in, and he's like, all right, Mr. Tanner, we're going to numb this area, so I'm going to inject you with a healthy dose of fucking lidocaine. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like... He takes out this long-ass needle, sticks it in my arm. Oh, I was like, God, All right, no. It's gonna, this is going to sting intensely for about five seconds. It stung intensely for about five seconds. Um, then he's like, all right, now we got that area numbed up. He pulls out the biggest fuck-off syringe I have ever oh, seen. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> and he's like, all right, because the, the, this tube is huge. There is so much liquid in it. <laughs> Oh. He's like, now this is the dye. I'm going to shoot this into your arm. Oh, God. Now, it's it's going to feel a little heavy right now because it's, uh, it's numb, but it's going to hurt like a bitch later. No, oh, dude, you got my skin crawling. I hate needles. <laughs> uh, so he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, and I did not feel a damn thing at this point. Yeah. I watched him empty that needle into me, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you numbed me up. <laughs> hey, doctor, that feels good. Give me more of that. All right, buddy. I wish. I actually refuse uh, painkillers and muscle relaxers. For oh, the, like the a fucking man! <laughs> because I don't need that shit. Uh, I felt really good about myself until I woke up today. <laughs> like, oh, I really could use those painkillers. <laughs> My shoulder hurts like a bitch. So they numb me up, and then I meet the MRI technician. Yeah. And he's like, all right, so I'm just going to fit you up with this thing so we can get a real clear picture of your arm so it doesn't move. Mm -hmm. And then I see the MRI. And if you don't know what an MRI is, it's a giant tube. It's a giant fucking donut. Uh Uh-huh. And you lay down on that shit, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to put you in a position. Don't move. For the love of God, don't move. And then, alright, so I lay down on the thing, and the pod starts to close. (laughs) And I realize there's about an inch of clearance between me and the edge of the giant magnet. Oh my God, no. And I feel, for one of the very few times in my life, truly alone. (laughs) You slowly penned a poem. (laughs) Because they gave me earplugs. And I'm like, well, why the fuck do I need earplugs? It's just a giant magnet. Magnets don't make noise. I was wrong. <laughs> I've never been so wrong in my life. Magnets make so much noise. <laughs> because, okay, let me try to describe this. Yeah. 
First of all, you hear a scanning sound, like a really resonant scanning sound, like a and I'm like, okay, so this is just, it, it's got to be scanning me right now. It's got to be. Nope. Then I hear click, 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 click. And then the sound of a dozen jackhammers oh. started burying themselves into my skull. Oh, shit. It feels like this thing is about to fucking take off and I'm about to enter orbit. And I'm like, oh, this couldn't possibly get any worse. And then it got worse. Because I was only... I only imagine that this sound, it sounded like an alarm mixed with a klaxon, mixed with (laughs) what happens whenever um, something is triggering a nuclear apocalypse, (laughs) and it wants everybody to know that they're about to die. Oh, no. Then this this sound starts, and it's joined by the sound of the jackhammers. (laughs) So, so, so it's basically Cesaro's theme song. <laughs> over and over and over. I swear to God, it, it was like that for 15 minutes. Oh my God, no. It felt so long because I've never been in such a state where I was so sensorily deprived and yet so sensorily overstimulated. <laughs> Because I was in this white fucking capsule, and I couldn't see anything other than white. I could barely look down and maybe see the opening of the door. The only two, my only way of escape. And I couldn't move my arm to get out. Uh, so, after these few minutes of what I would consider hell, um, it stops. And then in the first three glorious seconds of silence I am so relieved because it is over then I am greeted by the sound of a serenade from the dead god Cthulhu begging me to join his unholy city under the ocean as I slowly started to descend into madness As this new sound overpowered everything that I had ever known and started wiping my entire memory of existence. There was a point where the sound stopped sounding like a sound and all I heard were the words pain, 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 pain. Over and over again. Oh my god. And then it stops. And then... The technician comes in, and he pulls me out, and he takes the thing off, and he says, All right, that was great. So now we're just going to fit you with another one and just do another little picture, okay? What? No! (laughs) Don't worry, this one's only going to take about four minutes. Oh, God, that's the perfect finale to that story. It's just, I'm safe. We're sending you back in. (laughs) When I left, I wasn't sure... If I had ever known existence outside of the tube. Dr. Smith, where is patient Tanner? I'll tell you where he's not. (laughs) Safe. I wasn't sure who I was until I finally got back. Because they gave me a, a locker key where I kept all my stuff. Yeah. And up until that point, I was just number one. But then... 
You but fell, then I you fell opened truly like number one. <laughs> yeah, I opened the locker and I saw all these things. I saw a shirt, I saw a phone, and then I saw my <laughs> necklace. And I was like, "Wait, I know who I am." <laughs> And then I looked at my phone and I saw a message from Scott Moe. <laughs> I was like, I am Blake Tanner. I had a dream and you were there and you and you. Oh my God. I didn't realize it was this bad. When, like You texted me, oh my God, the MRI. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be a small, silly thing. But save it for the podcast. We'll use it for a small thing. <laughs> that was our full opening segment. And I am so proud of you. <laughs> and holy shit, never have oh. I been more terrified of a procedure to get done to me than I am right now. I'm Don't just, tear your labrum. I'm just going to, I swear, I'm going to be like, all right, doc, I'll get my MRI. Uh, can I take my entire bottle of anxiety pills <laughs> or just half? Uh, um, if you want, we can just give you three shots of whiskey. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Doc. Now, Scotty, I don't know if you know, but MRIs, even with uh, really good insurance like mine, yes. can get pretty expensive. <laughs> um, so that's why, if you want to help Blake Tanner pay his medical bills so that he can come back onto this podcast and make you all laugh with stories of how he's treated at the <laughs> hospital... Of the then pain. why don't you go over to patreon.com slash a load of BS yes. and click that donate button. Oh, yes. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. We'll get you so many good things. We'll get you all the good things. For, all the good things for, that come from all of my bad things. Yeah, a dollar will shout you out on the podcast like Deborah A. Moore, the first patron of the podcast. Also, my mama. How about... Deborah A. Moore, the official mama of the podcast. <laughs> because I, after last week's episode went up, she did, in fact, text Blake offering to adopt him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that, and uh, if you donate five, me and Blake will send you motivational videos every single week, help you get going. Donate 25, you get to come on the fucking show and hang Hell. out with the B and the S. Because we're the BS. Oh, my God. Like... Even when I asked you to, like, kind of take the reins on the show one week, you still were tentative. I feel like I just watched a child grow up. <laughs> you just owned that whole segment. And then we're like, all right, Patreon plug, Scotty, say no more. Patreon.com. I got this. It was like, what? oh, it was like watching my little baby grow up, my little sidekick. My sidekick mm-hmm. is now my apprentice, is now my best friend. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I also wrote a dissent um, as to you calling me your sidekick. Oh, okay. Because, as you know, uh, Supreme Court justices, when uh, the whole court rules against their ruling and they're outnumbered, oh, yeah. they get to write something called a dissent. Where they're basically <laughs> like, fuck y'all, this is why you fucked up. Okay, okay, I would like to hear the descent on you being my sidekick. No, fuck you, I'm a grown-ass <laughs> man. I had an MRI this week. 
Oh, that's... I set that appointment up by myself. <laughs> I went to the doctor by myself, and I paid for it by myself. Actually, I got a bill because I couldn't pay for the MRI while I was there. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Oh, man. Uh, but you know, you, you know what? Mm. Like, Supreme Court justices, I mean, they have a say, but they don't have a say like the president does. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Oh. We got a job offer. I'm sorry? What? Yeah, um, alright, so Scotty, as you know, everybody wants to forget about the shit show of the last year and a half of election coverage that we've had. Oh, I've actually straight up forgotten it. I have blocked yep. that all out of my memory. But you know what better way to get over it? Okay. Okay, I'm listening. Start working on the 2020 elections, <laughs> baby! <laughs> oh, uh, what? So are we running? Are you running? No, no, we're not running. We um we got hired because of our phenomenal work in the areas of entertainment and yeah. podcasting and getting out to the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By a potential presidential campaign. Oh snap! Like, uh, is Hil- yeah. Hillary gonna run again? I, I, it's Bernie. Because it, Bernie no. knows you loved him. You were a Bernie bro no. for a while. It's. I'm I'm still a Bernie bro. I'm big Bernie bro. Yeah, but but you know this man. He, like our current president-elect, has very little history in politics. Oh, really? He really... He's been thinking about running because he knows what the people want. As, as a matter of fact, he's not even going to be running as a Republican. Wait. He's not going to be running as a Democrat. He is going to be a candidate for the people. The people's candidate, if you will. Wait, Blake... You can't be. You can't I'm be talking, talking about, about. You can't th- mean. Could you smell what the rock is cooking? It's him. It's him. Rocky. He's he's come. He's come to save us all. <laughs> Good God! It's the rock. By God, I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> That's right. You've heard it here first, folks. Rocky 2020. Rocky 2020, bitches! <laughs> uh. And we are about to brainstorm some ideas for how to get the Rocky campaign off the ground. Well, here's the thing about The Rock. Obviously, obviously he needs to show dedication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before, before he even came back to... Before he even came back to wrestle, a year before... His return match to the WWE, he looked at John Cena and said, next year, I'm taking you on. It was a WrestleMania proclamation made a day after the last year's WrestleMania. So you Mm. know what? We're only a month out of this last election. I think Rocky has to come out right now. So you know what? It's a little crazy, but Rocky's got to take his shot, and he's got to call it right now. All right. It's a good thing you live with The Rock. I do live with The Rock. He's actually in the other room. Rocky, how you doing? That's all he says. That's all he says all day. I'm fine with it. He cooks like a motherfucker, though. Rocky, oh. what you cooking? Poontang pie? Oh, he loves that poontang pie. Tang pie? Uh, has he overcod? He is so, yeah, like, that. that's what he got living with me. He moved in with me, and, you know, I thought he was going to be a good influence on me. But turns out The Rock loves cookies. (laughs) Brock just wrecks those Oreos. 
So, 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 give me some of your ideas, because I know th- this is your baby. I'm gonna let you rub. I'm gonna let you plant this baby in the ground and raise it. All right. I think that um, we have to start out by showing the Rock's dominance over other potential candidates. Right. And since right now we're thinking that um, current president-elect Donald Trump is going to be running again, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Well, mm-hmm, we're just gonna have to show how current president-elect Donald Trump got his ass whooped in the WWE. Of course! In fact, we could actually show something very simple. It's a simple flow chart, simple mathematics. At WrestleMania, our current president-elect, this is the truth. People of America listening, this shit happened to our president. He got hit with a stone called Stunner. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He got hit with a Stone Cold Stunner, but at WrestleMania 19, The Rock pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin in that Mm -hmm. ring. One, Mm -hmm. two, three. So you know what? It's a simple flowchart. Stone Cold beats Donald Trump. Rock beats Stone Cold. Rock's already beaten Donald Trump. It's simple. Exactly. It's a matter of semantics, people. Yes. Semantics. Semantics. Rocky's going to go in, and you know what? Rocky's going to say some things like, I want you to picture this from the presidential debates. Trump comes in. Well, you know, border control is really important because it doesn't matter if border control is important. (sighs) Like, they would just immediately start cheering. Like, they wouldn't even care what what he meant. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump could have been like, seriously, people, he's an actor. He's not part of this. What is he going to do to save your lives? It doesn't matter about their lives. Yeah! Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, wait. What did he just what? say? No, no. It doesn't matter what, what I just said. What I just said. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, so I'm liking where this is going. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. obviously his campaign theme. You know, I thought about it. The campaign theme and Rock's theme song could really... Like, they could mesh together. Hail to the Chief mixed with the Rock's theme song. It'd be killer. It would be killer. I'm telling you, people, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. If you smell... What the... Cooking. He just throws that in there. It's fucking perfect. You need to throw in some beats from the Rock Clock, his official app. <laughs> yeah. The Rock, as you can see, the Rock is also an entrepreneur. Yeah. He is he's gone everywhere. Apps. He has apps. He's got deal after deal. But you know what? He doesn't have any movie bookings in 2020 because he is oh. coming for that White House. He is coming for it. And me and mm-hmm. you, Blakey Tanner, we're going to be the ones to get him there. I'm telling you. Yeah, we're going to get in on the ground floor, baby. But... You know something? Can I be secretary of, um, what would you be secretary of Sec- in the Rock's cabinet? Rock! Rocky! What would I be secretary of? Poontang Pie? <laughs> like I said, he loves pa- like he, he loves Poontang Pie. What about Blake? Blake! No, no, the guy I do the podcast with! You bastard. I- what? 
Oh, um, unfortunately, The Rock did just say you would be the secretary of being a Rudy Pooh candy ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but, but. Oh, I'm about to make it <laughs> the secretary of jabroni beating, pie eating. Ow! But, Blake, uh, uh, you know, here's the important thing, though. Rock, Rock's normally been a single act, but for this, mm-hmm. he needs a tag team partner. He needs a VP. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I don't know, I think it needs to be another wrestler. Obviously, yeah. you know, the president needs to be the attractive one. So you can get someone probably a little bit older to be the vice president. Uh, I don't... What? Get, get out! Go back to the... Cl- clean the kitchen! I told... I'm sorry! I just wanted to see what was happening. No, Rick! Rick, get out! Wait, I, is Rick out again? Yes. Did you let him out? No, he was trying to clean the kitchen and he just, hello, everybody. Damn it. Damn it, Rick. What it, what's up? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, 16-time world heavyweight champion and 13-time cleaning my kitchen champion, <laughs> the nature boy, Rick Flair. Hey, everybody. It's been a while. Uh, wrestler court sure put me on hard times. What are y'all talking about? Well, we're talking about how the uh, the Rock needs a potential VP candidate for 2020. Oh, really? Well, that sounds lovely. If only there was a certain old, grizzled, floppy, depressed... 16-time world heavyweight champion who could help you out with that. Rick, Rick, no. Rick, please don't. Please, I have nothing else to live for. Rick, no, please, stop. I tried to hang myself with one of my feather boas. The thing just snapped. Rick. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, sweet death, will you come for me? Rick, please stop. No, just go back no, to the Rick. kitchen. No. Please, just give me something. You took away everything. I clean up your jizz tissue, Scotty! Wait, what? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, Rick. That wasn't part of the deal, Scotty. Rick, right? Nothing. You do nothing. They're all old and crusty. He reuses them. Rick, shut the fuck up! No! They're so... They can stand up on their ends. They look like a ghost. Rick, shut the fuck up! Look, if we, if I just make you the vice president, will you please just shut up about this? Maybe. Perhaps you could go out and buy some Pepsi for a sad old man. What the fuck? You don't even drink anymore? I drink the nice, refreshing taste of Pepsi. Blake, what? Scotty, I'll wire you some cash. Just buy the man some Pepsi. That's the choice of a new generation. Much like I'm the choice of this newer generation. When I become the vice president of America... America, I've got two words for you. Oh, he's falling asleep again. Oh, he looks so cute. He's just cuddled up in his little blanket. 
Picks for the Supreme Court gonna be the Supreme Court. Um, yeah, you know I think we need somebody who's proven um, really good justice, who's made some really good decisions, yes. who's been able to show that they're really, really <laughs> great and effective in court. Could this also uh, be someone who's shown godly powers? <laughs> shut up! They shut the fuck up, kayfabe. So yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that the only Hello, acceptable bitches. And he already knew we were talking about him. I'm back, motherfuckers. Who's <laughs> ready to see a Momoan Supreme Court? Yep, and we would, of course, nominate you as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Momoa. Um, I believe that is God of being Chief Justice. God of being Chief Justice. Much like... Don't imitate me, you fucking pleb. (laughs) I'm sorry, what did you go... You You can't use that word. You little fucking pleb. That's my word. No... I know I can use all words, for I am god of law, god of the sea, god of banana peels that were slept on comically in the 1930s, and god of... Momoa, we we understand you're god of many things, but do you really think you can handle the responsibility of this? Do you think, you know, this is a huge undertaking, America's a large place... You know what's an even larger place? Your fucking mother's vagina! What the fuck? Why would you say that? Holy shit, Momoa! Not yours. Blake's. I wouldn't make fun of your mother, because we like her. Anyways. (laughs) How's it going? Momoa, I don't know if you've heard, but I just got adopted. Oh, that's right. Blake's old mother. What a fucking slut she is. Anyway. Blake, your mom doesn't listen to this, right? I hope not. Good, then let's keep talking about that fucking whore! Momoa, maybe if we can move on to something else. No, 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 no. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, I think I could do that Supreme Court thing. Been ruling over the galaxy for nary a millennia. Having a much smaller place to work with would be a lot better for me. But who rules the galaxy in your stead? Uh, anyway. Oh. Look, Can it be the Undertaker? I heard he's looking for a job. Look, I didn't think things this far out. <laughs> Someone, someone will show up to do it. It's, it's, it's no big deal. Well, you know, we have a moon base now, so that's like part of the galaxy. Could the Behas mm-hmm. run the galaxy? Could that, could that be our next adventure? Blake! Yeah! Blake, we could run the galaxy! Me and you, together! No, fuck no. Fuck both <laughs> of you. What the actual... 
No, don't be stupid. I'm getting Kane. He seems like he'd be good at it. So he he probably would be good at it. He would be. Mm-hmm. What the uh, fuck is that noise? <laughs> All right. What Hold up. We're gonna have to take a small break. Small break. No. Give me five minutes alone with that beast, and I. Boy, this episode's gone to hell, hasn't it? Anyways, if you guys want to try to protect us from the flames of hell, go on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS and give us all the money you can. Thank you, we love you, and welcome back to the show. We're very sorry. I'm sorry Momoa called your mother a whore. <laughs> I, Me too. And then you were just like, whoa. And I was like, and I was like, ah, no, Momoa knows not to fuck with my mom. <laughs> Even well, Momoa Curry knows not to fuck with my mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I'm glad we got that sorted uh, out. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyways. Um. Oh, well, after all this bullshit, Blake, let's fall in love again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for those who did not listen last week, me and Blakey Tanner set out on a... We set out on a journey. A journey to find ourselves. A journey to find true love. By answering the 36 questions that help you fall in love. Mm-hmm. And shit got awkwardly... Like, awkwardly real. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Um, so that's what happens when you start asking the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> so we fi- we finished the first two segments. We're gonna finish it up. Uh, set three. Uh, let's let's just get it fucking going. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Twenty-five. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room. We are so. Stupid. <laughs> we are doing a podcast. <laughs> we are old friends. <laughs> we kind of hate and love Momoa Curry. Curry. <laughs> oh. Oh. We don't know what to do <laughs> without our friends. <laughs> We don't know what to do. I'm just going to leave it at <laughs> yeah, that. that's what I was thinking. I was just like, we don't know what to do. We, we don't know what we're doing. We did not plan this week's episode. Oh. It came together remarkably well, though. <laughs> 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank. Whiskey. Dude, you've already got that. That's me, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is uh, your wish. Like, of everyone, you just wish someone, like, you don't have. Oh, no, no. Someone here right now of the female variety. <laughs> That's pretty chill. I wish Who I... likes whiskey. So I wish I had someone with whom I could share the D and whiskey. 
Um, I wish mostly I, the whiskey. I re- the rest can come later. I really like how last week we got real serious, really and weird. this week we're just like, I wish I had someone with whom I could share Oreos. Uh, I just want to drink. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I'm not right now, actually. Loki, I wish I had someone with whom I could share. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was a big fan of that just random pour of whiskey in the background. (laughs) I wish I had someone with whom I could share uh, dreams. And by share, I mean we both have the same dreams. So, like, not me being like, yo, I'm really... I have a dream. For them to also share those dreams and have... I don't know. Fuck it. 27. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner... Uh... (laughs) I think we're already there. Uh, Please share what would be important for him or her to know. So, Blake, if we were to become, like, oh, I don't know, best friends, what would be very (laughs) important for me to know? Um, that I don't stick to rules real easy. (laughs) Uh, As a matter of fact, I actively go out of my way to fuck rules up. Way to thug life the question. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'm probably gonna get real sad, and it will be your job to cheer me up, and if you don't, I'll hate you for the rest of my life. And you know what? You've done good on that, buddy. (laughs) Oh, we've had a few of those nights. Yeah. Tell your partner... What? On both ends. Go on. Oh, yeah. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. I like your dick, man. What? (laughs) (laughs) You've never even seen it. I don't know. I've seen the outline. It's impressive. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, I really like if someone from last week's episode was just like, well, I can't wait till they finish so we get to hear more about their lives and how they care for each other. <laughs> oh. Nah, what do you like about me? And I'll tell you what I, I like was, about you. I was going to say, I like your dedication to shit. <laughs> So you, because so you like my, so you like my D as well. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I don't know. I really like how willing to go along with everything you are. Like, just whatever. You're down. You're down for whatever, and that's what that's what's important to me. Yep. Yeah. Twenty nine. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Um, You're like, so I was getting an MRI. (laughs) Scotty, I think we've already shared some of the most embarrassing moments in my life. (laughs) And I was involved in all of them. Uh Uh-huh. Some of them were your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's what's bad is I don't get embarrassed. Like, I kind of live for embarrassing moments. What about you, buddy? Yeah. I don't... I don't know. Like... I live the life of a supremely awkward person anyway, because it's like, it's not even things that I do, it's just, you know that episode of Supernatural where Sam just has bad luck? Yeah, (laughs) that 
that's just your life? That's most of my life. Oh, shit. Because it seems like whenever I roll the dice, I roll a three. <laughs> or a natural one. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I either lo- roll a 20 or a natural one. I don't have an in-between. <laughs> I'm Batman. Um, what? Sorry, it was a quote from that Supernatural episode. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I lost my shoe. <laughs> this you know is, that happened once. This is why we're Sam and Dean, brother. When did you last cry in front of another person and by yourself? Oh, literally last week. Oh, no! Wait, by yourself is last week? Yeah. Why? Uh, MRI? No. MRI was literally yesterday. Oh, no! So were you just, like, bummed? Uh, it was, last week was a rough week. Just open up, open up. Like, election notwithstanding. It just, a lot of shit happened that week. Yeah. With school and stress and shit and shit. I don't know, I felt like I cried in front of Megan a lot. <laughs> Just because we had, a, like, a lot of stress in our last months, and, you know, I, I just cried a lot. And, uh, last time I cried by myself, I don't know, I was probably really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, legit, I... I was! I remember it now! I was really <laughs> drunk! <clears throat> I don't remember the last time I cried in front of another person. Was it with me? <laughs> It may very well Oh my have been. god! That's wow. how long it's been since I've cried in front of another person. You know, it's funny because I don't... I have a lot of acquaintances yeah. with which I spend time with. Mm-hmm. I have very few friends. I have less than a dozen real friends. Yeah. Alright, uh, so. we're going to have to rechange 31. Because 31 is tell your partner something that you like about them already. I will rephrase that to say... Tell your partner something that you liked about them when we first met. Uh, I fucking when we hated first you. met. <laughs> I hated I you. Like, yeah, I, I like that you talked to me. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, legitimate. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Uh, the legitimate reason I started talking to you is because uh, I had a, I was in a, pl- a community theater play, and there was like this little, like, probably eighth grade or ninth grade kid who just took a shine to me. And I became, like, you know, his older brother. And it was really nice to have, like, a little brother and to teach him things. God fucking damn it. And you looked just like him. Fucking. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, all right, come on, I'm going to be your buddy. Well, to be honest, you were very in your shell that first year. So I was like, I'm going to show him the world. Oh, I'm going to take, take him on a journey. Is it bad that for most of that, I'm like, I don't know why he thinks this is so special. <laughs> or, like, you were like, look at this amazing thing that's in the world. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Look at that tree branch. You're like, yeah, fucking trees exist, uh, bro. I'm a fucking adult, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's oh. see. Uh, 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Oh, does this show how shitty of people we are? <laughs> I was just going to let it be the silence. <laughs> and then we could reflect on how terrible of a pe- of people we are. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think in the right light, most topics can be made funny. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's more of a matter of time than anything else. It depends on uh, current uh, public opinion. Yeah. 
More than anything. Okay, what if anything is too serious to be joked about? Bernie. (laughs) Don't fucking joke about Bernie, you piece of shit. Uh, 33, if you were to die this evening, what the fuck? With no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? Okay, this is too serious to joke about, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't. I, I'm. This is stressing me out, man. You can't. We can't. You can't confront me on my own mortality and then tell me shit that I regret. Um, because I regret everything now. This is a real hard one, right? It's very yeah. difficult. Like, part of me is like everything. I think I've. I've kind of settled the bases on everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mostly because when I get really sad or drunk, I just get openly up and just, like, really get friendly with everyone. And I'm yeah. just like, you mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few people that I would like to tell, like, that I've known for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is just, like, in a really cool way that I've watched some of them. They're... Like I think of a few young people that I've known that I start that have been teaching in theater for a while. Yeah, and I've watched them grow up and watched them become really talented and really good at what they do. And I would like to tell them that I'm proud of them. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the one. That's one that I come up with. But then, like you said, there are so many other people like that I've known um, the same age that like. Well, I really wonder what would happen if I had to talk to them, you know? A little bit more, or if yeah. I, I oh, told them how I felt. I, I actually, I just realized my answer to it, and I have a why I haven't told them yet. Um, I, I, we went over about it in the past, mostly with levity, that I was in a very shitty situation involving me with a married woman and a baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that situation ended very, very, very fucking poorly. And I don't know, I really regret not being able to, like, just kind of say, like... Because it's been, like, five years, and I regret not being able to just kind of lay it out on the table and be like, look, I was really fucking dumb, and that situation was really dumb, and I'm sorry that things went out the way they were. Uh, And why I haven't told them yet is because they have blocked me on every single form of social media. Mm Mm-hmm. Other than the Alone of BS Twitter page... Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not. I will not. I will not abuse that power. Um, okay. Now I know that one was a little bit dark. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was dealing with like mortality and stuff like that. But this next one's a little bit lighter. Uh, your house containing everything you own catches fire. <laughs> After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be, and why? Um, my laptop. Yep. Because that's where all of my schoolwork is, and where other sensitive information as well. But it's getting burnt, so, you know, the sensitive information won't be, like, out there. I don't want to lose my porn, Scotty. Motherfucker, I keep mine in the cloud, bitch. In the cloud? <laughs> um, oh, man. No... Uh, either that or my D and D. No, my D and D stuff. <laughs> I put too much damn work into this campaign. <laughs> I'm not losing it. Um, mine is. I, you've seen this jacket. 
a lot of people have seen this jacket. It is my Papa jacket. When Papa jacket. Do you know about my Papa jacket? I love the Papa jacket. The Papa jacket is a jacket that is older than me. My Papa was wearing it when I was born. And throughout my childhood, we would trade off wearing it. So, like, I would fall asleep in it in the back of, like, the van. And I would get to hold on to it for a while and use it like a blanket. And then one day for, like, Christmas, I would give it back to him and would keep trading it off and on. And uh, it is actually the only thing. One time, uh, me and an ex-girlfriend broke up, and she had it. And normally, I'm one of those guys who are just like, if they have some of my stuff, whatever, you can keep it. I blatantly went, give me back my pawpaw jacket. So, yeah, <laughs> if, if this shit catches on fire, the pawpaw jacket is coming with me, and I'm wearing it out. I like that. I like how Scotty's like, oh, this really heart-touching story about my family and great things. Mine is, I don't want to lose my porn or d and I don't want to lose my campaign, bitches. My campaign, man. You have no idea how much work I put into that shit. No, trust me, as a man who's come up with a fake D&D campaign <laughs> that's become an entire book, I know that shit takes work. Um, number 35. Um, here we go. Now let's lighten things up. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize you were being sarcastic. Um. Now, keep in mind the term disturbing. Which means, like, it, it, not that it makes you sad or anything. You would just be straight up like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Like, it would disturb you to your core. Oh. My uncle. Yeah. My mom's brother. Because he's a trucker. Oh. Yeah. And let me tell you. Truck accidents ain't nice. Either that or truck stop. Muggings or... Oh, no! Truck stop. Look, I've heard a lot of bad things about truckers. I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it really depends. As far as, like, disturbing, I'd probably go, like, one mm -hmm. of my nephews just because they're so young. And so it would uh -huh. kind of shake me that they didn't have time to, you know, grow up and have a fun life. And I love my nephews. They're my little babies. That's my baby grandpa, my baby punk, and my baby broski. They're my babies. No. Um, as far as what would shake me the most, uh, probably my dad. Just because, like, not even, like, like monetarily, like, everything. Mm -hmm. It would just be so fucking weird to live in a world without that kind of support that my dad has given me, like, my entire life. Like, it would be in t some weird eye-opening shit that would it's shake true. me. It's true. Because yeah. at this point in time, like, the thought of that, like, losing my dad, it just, mm -hmm. that's one of those, it's like, I don't know, I don't know if I'd know where to go from there. Yeah. You know? Like, mm -hmm. like even if they did leave you money, you'd still be like, yeah, but who do I ask for money? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, and, and, obvi no. and obviously, like, you, you've got a good relationship with your dad. I have an awesome relationship with my dad. Like, that's, that's in play as well, but also, like, they're kind of the model of what we're supposed to be, you know? Like, they raised mm -hmm. us to be men, and so to live without that model in your life would be really fucking weird at this point. You would have to become the model. <laughs> A male model. Model. Is it my eyes when you look at me? Me? <laughs> they are so gorgeous. They'll set you free. When did this episode turn weird? <laughs> Motherfucker, about the time I said, Oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen. Man, my life is problems. <laughs> problem um. number one. Life. Shit, this is real, because, like, me and Blake don't talk about problems. <laughs> No, this is one thing we actively avoid. This is us actually having to become closer yep. friends. Uh, I thought this was like an unspoken rule that we don't do this. The fucking love questions are making us. Uh, okay. You're like, okay, so check this out. I have a torn labrum. Advice? There are a couple. There's one that I don't want to talk about, period. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, dude, just whatever you might... Yeah. Oh, the other one... I want to move out of my parents' house, but I don't want to move out of my parents' house. Um, alright, I'm gonna give you the same... Like, I think... I think what you need to do, if you want to move out, is basically build you a little nest egg of the money you're making until you graduate. And you already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, as soon as my, like, all of my contracts with people run up in, in Florida, I'm getting the fuck out of Florida. If you, <laughs> if, like, I think for you, who have lived with someone your entire life, going out to just living on your own would be weird. So, you know, move in with a buddy, like a Scotty Mo in Gatlinburg, <laughs> Tennessee. And, you know, Ugh. it'll help you adjust a little bit, I think. So that... I like, I like that one of the stipulations is, so move out with a buddy a couple hundred miles away. You don't you know? have to move out a couple hundred miles, but, you know, I want to move out a couple hundred miles. So if you want to <laughs> join me... Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I think move out with a buddy. Well, like, it, it, well, yeah, that's the thing because I've actually gotten an offer on like a house that's for rent with a couple of buds of mine, mm -hmm. and that's out uh, in Summerton, and it's like two hundred and ten a month per person. Dude, that's good. Yeah, it's doable, but then again, I make no money. No, that's I mean, that's that's a thing. You will have to yeah. work. It's just a fucking I'm, real world, boy. I make probably about three hundred a month. What? I mean, no, three hundred a paycheck. Okay, is that bi-weekly? It's almost six hundred a month. That's not bad. No, you'll be fine. Um. All right, mm. my personal problem. Uh. Okay. Uh. I like a lot of people. <laughs> okay. No. No. I won't. I won't go for that. But I will say basically, like you know. I just got out of a long-term relationship, but I'm also talking to a girl right now who I really like, but she is bad at communication. Like, I get probably one text from her for every five texts I send back, and it's not a matter of her not... Allegedly, it's a matter of her not like. It's not a matter of her not liking me. It's a matter of she has work all the time, and she sleeps all the time, and so... And I honestly think she's got some mental stuff going on. Is that a surprise? Oh, no, that's not a surprise at all, oh. I was about to say. All right, yeah, I think she's got, like, some depression going on. But, yeah, and so I like her, but at the same time, like, as a person who really seeks validation in a relationship, I don't know if I want to keep going with that. I don't know if I want to be single. I don't know if I want to seek something else out. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. And I will openly ask advice. 
Alright, so what I'm thinking is kind of keep your stuff open. Remember that you are leaving the Florida area when all your shit's up. Oh, yeah. And that's when, you know, like, sometime around summer. Uh, I'm thinking uh, September. That way I can get a lot of money without having to do Halloween Horror Nights again. Oh, yeah. Alright, so you probably got, you know, 11, 10 and a half months. Yeah. So when those ten and a half months are up, you've either gotten to a point where you are like, okay, I want to do more with this check, or I just want to leave. Yeah. So I guess you got to start doing some long-term thinking of maybe right now it's better to be single, because I know how you are when you get into a relationship, because you spend a lot of money when you're in a relationship. That booty, um, though. But you'll spend a lot of money on it. That booty, though. You spend a lot of money. And also, you get a lot more driven when you're out of relationships. That's a point. Yeah. And you need to go back to the gym. Son of a bitch. I've, <laughs> um, I've got um, a lot of things I actually have to get to yep. be doing. I'm saying this as a friend who currently can't go to the gym. <laughs> I you, know how you much... need me to, like, live vicariously through me. <laughs> I really need it. Okay. Because it's been so long since I've lifted, and I feel I am in pain I, Hold on. I love it. that both of our advices to the other person ended with something involving helping ourselves out. <laughs> so basically, my advice is you need to move out and move in with me. So basically, my advice is you need to start working out because I need, need that motivation. Look, I'm just saying, I know how much you loved working out yeah. and I know how much you loved being healthy. All right. Um, and you really need that. To reflect back to you on how you seem to be feeling about the problem, I think you deep down kind of... I don't think it's a at-level problem yet. I think it's still a deep-seated problem. Like, you haven't really brought to the surface yet. Like, it's just kind of something in the back of your mind. That's what it seems like to me. Because, like, I don't know. Uh, would you Wait, like what? Oh, you have to reflect back on how you seem to be feeling about the problem. So, like, you know... Oh, okay. Yeah, your problem with, like, the house. I think it's just a problem in the back of your head. I don't think it's, like your number one problem right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame you, because you have a torn labrum and just went through hell. <laughs> yep. Uh, your problem is you're thinking with your dick. Yep. Yep. Um, and you, you, you can do that a lot. So, um, and I think this is one of those positions where, you know, all of those, uh, when you come up with an excuse, it's like, for example, that booty... Coming straight from your dick. Well, here's the thing. Like, if it was just thinking with my dick, it, it wouldn't even be a question. It would be a, okay, uh, I'm going to have a bunch of one-night stands until I leave. This is a question of, I actually genuinely like this girl, and that's kind of scary. So that's kind of where I'm coming from there, just to qualify that. But, yeah. This is why you leave the booty alone. All the booty. All uh -huh. the booty. I think if you were to completely remove your dick from the equation, you could be a, a rational enough to realize um, that All right. you can just get along without it. I've got a knife. I've got a knife for my... It's against <laughs> my dick. It's, it's against... It's... Ah! Oh, God! Oh, God!
This was my plan all along. Oh, oh so Blakey Tanner, where can they find you? Uh, Rick? Yes. I'm here now bandaging Scott's dick. Oh, There's it's blood good to, everywhere. It's good to hear from you. Um, I'm really glad you're, you're around to help. Yes. Um, Hold on, you know, I'm just going to take this big pin and use that as his new dick. <laughs> It's a little bit longer than it was. <laughs> oh, so you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. Um, uh, I think I'm the same at Blake A. Tanner on the Instagram. And I am at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. Hey, yeah. And I want to go to bed. As you can find me at uh, Scotty Mo on on Twitter. You can. Sorry, the blood loss is really getting to him. You can find Rick. Break out the quaaludes. You can buy my. You can buy my book at Quizel Corp. That's Q U E Z A L C O R P C A A A R P. We understand. I've been on it for years. Rick. I'm sorry. Um. Well, looks like I'm doing this this week. Um, so, everybody, you can find both of us. Wait, both of these assholes at a load of pure BS on Twitter. Except no substitutes. And we'll see all you bastards next week. And remember to be the man... Okay, okay, bye-bye, Rick. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Yeah. So, I, I like, I met Noel Foley. And oh, no. I tried so hard to be, like, a normal worker. Because I was at work, and I was trying so hard, and I was just like... I was like, hey, the Foley family comes to the arcade. Which, you know. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think I ruined it there. Oh, well, there's your problem. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I helped him out. They were just like, so are the games free? I'm like, well, you're Noel Foley. Of course they're free. You know, I think I fucked up on the whole not, not selling it thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you fucked up on the whole... Hey, it's the Foley family. <laughs> How we doing, guys? Uh, was it the Holy Foley family? It, it was. They were all there. The only one oh, wasn't sh- Mick. Mick had to do a signing. But my favorite was the end of the night. I'm sitting there waiting to close the gates, and they're trying to rush everyone out of the park, and I see Noelle walking by a security guard, and I looked at her, and then she looked at me, smiled, and gave me the finger wiggle wave, and I went, And in her mind, she was like, I'm so glad the security guard's here. <laughs> I really don't want to have to deal with this mark. <laughs> Look like the Foley family's getting the fuck out of your arcade. <laughs>